When the choice seems to be to tear down the church or build a wall around it, we aim to walk the narrow road of nuance through the wilderness between the warring factions and try to figure out what it means to love God and people well. Hey folks, welcome back to Unbetween. This is episode 34. Our culture is talking about stuff that affects Christians. Christians are in the uh, are on the screen, if you will, literally and figuratively. And so we get into some some things that have been in the cultural conversation lately regarding uh, Christianity and politics and family and all, all kinds of issues related to that. Ryan, you have anything to add? No, that's great. I, I do think one thing just to, to be aware of as you listen is that we never think we have it figured out. You know, we're trying to have conversations and talk about things that are important or worth talking about, but... Uh, you know, much of this is us trying to figure it out, too, and I think you will, will hear that um, as you listen. A good way to think about it is that we're sitting in a corner of a coffee shop, and we've just sat down. Come come sit down at the table with us, and we're going to try and figure some stuff out. Mm-hmm. I also dropped a penny. Will you pick that up for me in a minute? I'll, yeah, I'll get it. Okay. What are we talking about today, Ryan? I don't know. Man, what's, what's been on your mind how are you feeling lately <laughs> pretty good actually um yeah there's there's craziness going on but um like in our in our circle there's things to make sense of but yeah overall overall good over here yeah well and I, that's one of those things it's always the case but sometimes it's more in your face maybe you know yeah. is there specific things that are that are in your face at the moment hmm so, um, my wife and I have been watching the, uh, the, um, documentary series about the Duggars on prime recently. Yeah. And, uh, so there's a lot of conversation about them and about the issues that that conversation raised, not dissimilar to when we talked about uh, Hillsong and Disney because mm-hmm. of that documentary that came out a year or so ago. There's just a, uh, you know, there's a cultural conversation that touches on faith and Christians and Christendom, if I can, if I can put it that way, and how that intersects yeah. with culture and politics and all that. And we had a conversation, well, the, the last one we had was about um, bearing with one another in love when we don't agree, specifically when it came, when it comes to kind of our civil or public expressions of our faith and how we can disagree successfully and where are we putting our hope? Are we putting it in these institutions that we're trying to take over for God or what have you? And it's interesting. There's a lot of different directions that one could go talking about this this documentary series and the questions that it raises. Because um, I, I grew up, my, my folks were nowhere near as conservative as that, <laughs> if you're right. familiar with the Duggars at all. I mean, yeah. we they, they were more conservative when we were younger than they are now and, and have some perspective on that. And, and uh, not even just more conservative, but more strict, I guess I would say. There was, yeah. there were there were more rules. There were more, I guess there were more no's is, is another way to put it. Um, and that's not even all that charitable way to put it, I guess. There was more concern. Hmm. Now that I come down to it, it's kind of hard to put into words. Uh, well, it's, it's probably something about uh, the, the kind of careful... You know, is maybe that's a the good. Word. Yeah, there we go. That, that's a yeah. good word. Yeah, because there's some things I feel like I have to walk the line on because there's there's certain things that I'm not. I, I don't like the word sheltered. Like I'm not trying to shelter my kids from these things, but there is an age at which they can take that in and do something with it. 
And then there's yeah. an age where they cannot. And so sure. it's trying yeah. to navigate that line. Now there's extremes in that even, right? Uh, yeah. not, which I'm sure you're seeing. I have not watched it yet. I want to, um, or need to, or I, I don't know when it is, but I plan well, to, let's put it that way. The, the thing, it, it, it causes me to be thoughtful because and the Hillsong documentary is similar. Really, any kind of, it, not necessarily hit piece, but I always feel like these kinds of things are produced with a partic- from a particular perspective. And that I don't usually feel like what I'm seeing is an unbiased piece of journalism. I feel like mm-hmm. the, the people who have an interest, and I'm not even saying that's bad, but I feel like the kind of, the folks who have an interest in telling these kinds of stories they're are trying to make a point of some kind, not in a propagandistic way, but the way that you present something and the the ex the kind of experts or experiences that you put to the fore, they reflect a certain perspective, I guess. And that's not yeah. bad. I mean, we all have one. It's not bad. It's just that when watching things like that, there's the very obvious awfulness that's on display of people being abused and mistreated and even controlled or brainwashed at times. And all, all that stuff does happen. I feel like the, the knee-jerk reaction is, well, that means that everything about this is evil and bad. Nothing good came from it. All these people suck, and you shouldn't have anything to do with anything that they've ever touched. Not just the Duggars, but the people that um, were connected to the movements and ran in the circles that they were a part of. And I, I don't know about you, I'm just not ready to paint with that broad of a brush. And that also yeah. that... We've talked about this before. I don't think most people wake up one day and are like, you know what? I think I'll abuse some kids today. It, right. it's, it starts out so much more subtle than that. And it starts with, I think with anything does, like the, the enemy doesn't create new things. He only twists the good. And I feel like so many of those things, they started with a good thing pointed in the wrong direction. And that's what I found myself thinking of a lot when I watched this documentary, not about everything. Some of it's just freaking evil, right? But a lot of it is, well, we want to protect our kids. We want to give them an education that incorporates godly ideas. We want them to have influence in our society. None of those things are bad, but when they become the thing that you chase or, or the, this really narrow expression of it is, is the thing that you chase, and that's the form of godliness that you use to measure everything else. It just, it just seems like that's when things going, start going off the rails. And I know that you and I both, you know, we, we, we live in the South, and we grew up in varying degrees of kind of conservative or strict or careful religious environments, or at least we were around that. I was. I didn't, I don't feel like my own parents were anywhere near as strict or careful as some other folks that I was around, but you know, I, I, I saw enough of it to, to be able to comment on it, I think. So what's, what are your feelings about all that? Ooh, um. <laughs> so I mean, it's going to be a good episode. <laughs> I don't, I, yeah. I don't know. I, I, uh, it's tough because I, I told I've told a couple people lately and I may have said it on here and it's it's probably one of those things I shouldn't say, but I think I understand why people start cults mm. in some cases or these communes or whatever. Like yeah. you look at the world around you and it's crazy and you're like, Why I feel responsible for my family or these people and I want to protect them. Mm-hmm. And there's very clearly, you know, documented cases of that being the start of some of these where their their intentions were yeah. good. 
and some of them were even even you know followers of Christ. Um, at least that's you know what we know what what it appears to be, and then at some point it just went off the rails, you know, where where yeah. they kind of got either God complexes or, or what, I don't know, and decided that they knew best and then, you know, wanted all the attention for themselves and it, it just gone into crazy places. And so I see some of that on there and I've only seen the preview again, but it seems like that's partially the case, you know. Uh, I think I think it even kind of goes back to where we were talking about people being put on a pedestal. We've talked about that in the past you know, there's churches that end up looking similar to this. Yeah, um, for sure. I mean, I mean, and I guess that's part of it, right? There's this whole church or group that they were a part of mm-hmm. that kind of uh, indoctrinated them to be a certain way, you know? Yeah. And, and there's a point where it's like, well, you're not trying to be more like Christ. You're trying to be like whatever this is. Mm-hmm. But you have people telling you that that's what it means to be like Christ. Sure. Yeah. So we, we've talked about this in the kind of in the kind of political discussions that we've had that um, there is a narrative in American culture anyway that if you are not politically engaged on this side or that, then you're not a real Christian. I've heard and read people say that. Like, I don't see how you can vote for blah, blah, blah and be a Christian. I don't see how you can be a this and be a Christian. I don't see yeah. how you can't, whatever, whatever it is exactly. And so when we conflate our earthly allegiances with our heavenly allegiance, that's when we start to run into these kind of problems. And I think that's when the enemy, because that, that's who we're talking about. This isn't just flesh and blood stuff. That's when the enemy gets a foothold and he can get a hold of people's desires to do the right thing, get them to use the wrong methods, which over time shape them into the wrong kinds of people. If I can put it that way. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. I'm surprised we don't see even more of it than we do. I'm sure we will when you've got things being so uh, misconstrued. You know what I mean? Like, like the, even now, just the whole mindset of like, well, you, you, that's my truth. You have your own truth. And it's yeah. like, well, that's no, that's not true at all then. Right. Yeah. And so I think you're going to have. I think we'll see even more of it, you know, but I, um, I was listening to, have you, you've listened to the rise and fall of Mars Hill, haven't you? No. It's interesting. Um, we started listening to it a long time ago and it's just kind of hit or miss when we can, cause it's not something we really want to listen to with the kids in the car and, yep. but we, we finished it the other day and they brought up in one of the episodes, a, uh, a quote from the dark Knight. Hmm. When uh, Alfred's talk, I think it's Dark Knight Rises, maybe, um, but one of them where where Alfred says maybe it's time we all stop trying to outsmart the truth and let it have its day, mm. and it's like you know I feel like mm. at a some good. point this yeah. is going to get worse and worse and worse, and then finally it's going to break and it's going to be like, well sure this is where we're at because look at what we've made the thing for so long, yeah that's clearly not been it. There's a lot there, in in the the narratives in the Old Testament. They get a lot of flack for, you know, God being grumpy or angry or zapping people or whatever. And you have instances where that happens, but, and, and this is serious, eight out of 10 times or more, God's primary method of discipline is not to zap people or smack them or whatever. It's to remove his good hand from them. And that mm-hmm. if you understand that the, one of the primary themes of the Old Testament in particular is God bringing order out of chaos, then the kinds of disciplines that he 
uh, allows to happen to his children are, are just that is there are all these Deuteronomy. The end of Deuteronomy is good for this. He Moses lays out and says, okay, let me lay out all these blessings in front of you. If you do this, then your land will be fruitful and you won't bear children doomed to misfortune and all these things. But then he says, but if you don't, if you don't follow the way of life, all this bad stuff's going to happen. And the stuff in the good column is all about God shielding and God being able to bless what they have going on with good things. And the stuff that is in the cons column is all the, the removal of the order, the removal of the protection, the, the removal of the kind of the life giving force, if you will. And so like the idea of letting the truth have its day, if we're looking at our own society and and this is, this has been true for a long time. If, if we're honest, which I don't, I don't know how honest we want to be about this, but this has been, I mean, there, honestly, I feel like this started when some of our founding documents were written. It is, it is for many years bothered me that the idea that our, the pursuit of our own happiness is a God-given right is written into a founding document of our country. That's, hmm. that's not good. <laughs> you know? I mean, and then at the end, of, you know, we hold these truths to be... That's right. And, 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 and furthermore, this, I, I'm going to do my best to be charitable about this because what do I know about anything? But, but that phrase, we hold these truths to be self-evident that God created humans with certain inalienable rights life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Your life is not your own. You were bought yeah. with a price. You, like, you have a debt that somebody else paid. Liberty. Yeah, because that, that kind of uh, negates the whole die to yourself thing, doesn't it? It does, yes. L- l- liberty is similar. You, you, if you are a child of God, you're set free from the law of sin and death so that you can be the kind of person that he wants you to be, so that you can live in life. That doesn't mean you get to do whatever you want. The pursuit yeah. of happiness, he who seeks his own life shall, shall lose it, but he who lays it down shall save it. And so, uh, you know, th- there's, a, there's a conversation going on, and you, you hear it from the right a lot, that we just got to get back to whatever it is. And conversely, from, this la- from the left, it's like, well, we got to get past all that and get on to the, to the utopia kind of thing. But... I mean, to, to my view, this, the slide has been going on ever since the beginning, to be quite honest. Hmm. There's ebb and flow to it. There have been moments in our culture and our nation's history that have been good and I think does reflect the kind of people that God wants us to be. And there have been a lot of moments that don't. And it's it's not ever been just totally one or the other, I don't think. And I, I think the thing is that like the the reality of it is that we just go further and further into chaos, and and there's ebb and flow to it, and who knows if it's a linear, you know, timeline or whatever. But I think that that's what I was seeing in the documentary is that you start out with noble intentions, you start out with good ideas, and you start out trying to do the right thing and trying to follow God. And if if we're not careful and vigilant, at some point we look up and we've we've ended up off the path somehow. Yeah. Well, and and you and I talked. Uh, I guess it was last week. We didn't have time for a podcast. We were talking about kind of a separate but related issue. And one of the things that it kind of reminded me of, you know, you look at the world and we're very quick to get up in arms about it, which right, rightfully so in some regard, right? I mean, if things are going this far from the truth and what we believe is important, I, I think there is a certain level of anger we should feel. But also it should just remind us that we're not supposed to be comfortable in this world. Like mm-hmm. it's kind of the point we were talking about. Like it should be a reminder that this is not our home. And this is what we're going to face. You know, we live in a fallen world and it's going to continue to fall until, you know, 
God redeems everything mm-hmm. and, and his kingdom comes, which is, again, back to your other point, what we're here for, not our happiness. Yeah. It's for God to be glorified and his kingdom to to be um, risen. And, and that's not fun to think about if we're, you know, because we're selfish and, and sinful and, and so we want what we want, but uh, it, it's not about that. And that doesn't mean that you can't be happy. That doesn't mean that you're not going to have freedom in whatever culture that you're in that that those it just those aren't the point and it's kind of like is that a deal breaker for you if if those things aren't there there's a lot of conversation about that i've heard over the years about well at some point it's going to be illegal to be a christian in america and do you want that and and the response is like well no but also that's what jesus said was going to happen that's what has been happening to the people of god for as long as there have been people of god pretty much with a few exceptions. So I know that doesn't sound fun. <laughs> if I'm honest, yeah. I, I'd like to not sign up for that, but you know, that that's, that's kind of the job, I guess. Yeah. Does it really matter if it's illegal? Yeah. If you are, you are, you know, I don't care. You can, you can't make it illegal for me to follow Christ. <laughs> I, I think it's interesting. Um, you know, the, the left behind books, if we can, hit on those for a second. Yeah. Not, not by way of, of criticism even, but uh, there, there was a thread. I remember there were a lot of conversations when those came out because a lot of people were reading them about, um, you know, there are times in, in those novels where a believer loses his or her life for the cause of Christ. And they're, you know, it, it's, it's like one of those things. It's an easy rallying cry. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's, I, I want that to be me. But look at how mad we get when one of our personal comforts gets threatened. A big conversation is, is, is happening in, in our culture right now about sexuality and gender identity. Yeah. And w- what if I have to learn how to navigate the space with somebody that I don't agree with about pronouns or about, or about gender identity or sexuality or whatever? And I, I think a lot of us, if we're honest, we just, we just assume not mess with it. We just assume pass a law or we just assume not have those folks in the spaces that we're in or folks we don't agree with. I mean, and like people are really upset (laughs) about those kinds of things. And, and and some of it is upset about a perceived moral decline or perceived about sin being called good. And that's all fair. You know, those, those conversations need to happen, but I wonder how much of it is also just like, I don't want to freaking have to deal with this. It's easier that way. Definitely. I want to read a quote that I sent you the other day. This is from uh, Josh Porter's book, Death to Deconstruction. You, you guys should uh, go, go back and listen to those episodes. We, we really enjoyed those. So this is, in, this is on page two or three. The world around us, and often sadly even our fellow Christians, often pull us down to a lower level of allegiance to let a little self-worship slide, wink, wink. Very few call us up to a greater holiness. And so it's like, what are we doing then? Yeah. Like what have our communities turned into? If... Well, I mean, if since, since we are talking in the context of this documentary, I think that's what it looks like. It becomes a community that's built around something other than Christ to, to whatever degree. Yeah. I, um, not to just keep throwing quotes out, but Rich Mullins way back had said or wrote or something. I, I don't know. I've come across it 
a few times we said Christianity is not about building an absolutely secure little niche in the world where you can live with your perfect little wife and your perfect little children in your beautiful little house where you have no gays or minority groups anywhere near you. Christianity is about learning to love like Jesus loved, and Jesus loved the poor, and Jesus loved the broken. And I think, you know, when it comes to that conversation, I think there is a a part where we have to acknowledge that people are broken in different ways. Mm-hmm. And in some ways that I just do not understand. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think everyone's scared of saying what you think is right or wrong. And I, I don't think it's, it's wrong. I think if we believe there's a truth, I think that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, to, to say, yeah. because there is a truth in this world. It's not whatever your truth is. That's, that's hogwash. Like there is truth in, in most things, yes. in many things, you know? Um, and so I think it's okay to say that, but then what do you do with that? Because I do think there is a, still a way to love people who are broken, you know, regardless what, what way that is broken. Yeah, you, you hit it. That, that's a really good way of putting it because I think part of it is that we're fine with be, people being broken as long as they're broken in the ways that we're comfortable with. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's that those respectable sins thing. There was a book a long time oh, yeah, ago yeah, called yeah. Respectable Sins. And it's like the things that we all, that they're very sinful, but we've learned to be okay with it. Like, you know, and those are the things we're quick to in our community groups or church or whatever say we're struggling with. Well, I struggle with with judging others, and and it's like, oh well, guess what? Everyone else does too. <laughs> so you just kind of wash over it, right? Yeah, and, yeah. But you feel like you're making this big admission, and not not that that's easy to admit, but it's something that's not as hard as other things that we're probably dealing with. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean that that just goes to show it's easy when when everyone's dealing with it or everyone in your group, but. I don't know, and especially when when you're in groups where you all may see that thing the same way, yeah, it's almost easy just to gloss over it. And well, that that kind of again it circles back to what we're talking about because when I when we started this conversation, one of the things that I said was that I I don't view a documentary like that and think everything these people ever did was terrible because look what happened because I can go look at other ideologies that are dissimilar to this and I can find similar results somewhere mm-hmm. in the world like the the common denominator is is humans and humans suck okay <laughs> like we that, that doesn't mean to excuse anybody's bad behavior or poor choices it's just that given enough time we we will turn back to our sinful rhythms that we were born into i i, I think human history bears that out and that yeah. nothing short of the good news and the presence of the spirit of jesus makes a difference like that's that's kind of what our whole faith is built around, and so I, I don't I don't watch this documentary and think everything in he, that they think and believe and have done is bad or only produces bad things. I don't think that's a charitable way to go about it. So you may watch a documentary like this and and have no experience of this kind of ideology, and it may seem so bizarre and foreign and so obviously backwards to you, and you might say. How could anybody ever allow that? How could anybody ever believe that? Don't don't they see what this is doing to women? Whatever the, your take on it may be. And you may have a point, but what is there in your life? What is there in my life, more, more to the point, that somebody would look at and say, how can, how are you, you're a Christian? How, how can hmm. you live like that? And I don't mean that we get into what about isms and both sides isms and excuse sin that needs to be called out as sin. It's just the whole, Hey man, there's a plank sticking out that you're tripping over, but you sure are shouting loud about that other plank over there. And I think that that is 
what we need to be careful of because when you like you said when you're in uh when you when when you're in a group of people that has shared agreement about things you may not be able to see past it and you may have good intentions we've we've talked about this that i i think most of most people in church positions in professional church positions in in America have good intentions. I think that's probably true. The majority, whatever the percentage shakes out. I don't think that most folks are out are bad actors that are out to actually defraud and abuse and mistreat people. But those things end up happening because the wrong ideas take hold and there isn't enough distance or wisdom or discernment or what or accountability or whatever to make sure that those that it doesn't bloom and grow and and lead to death. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it kind of goes back to that, that Josh's quote, you know, just about kind of letting that little bit of self-worship slide. And then it, there's just a point where it gets a little crazy. Cause I'm with you. I, I don't think, I don't think most people start that way. Now mm-hmm. I do think there's some who are, um, some who unfortunately have a very large platform now who, know what they're doing at this point yeah um and know what their teaching has become and they're just not going to change because of the success they've had you know the um, way paul the apostle paul puts it is their consciences become seared as with a hot iron and if you've ever yeah. cauterized something like it kills all the nerve endings and you can't yeah. feel anything more than a dull ache which eventually goes away and then when that cr- scars over you have no feeling whatsoever in that spot anymore. And I think that emotionally and spiritually, we become the same way when we sin in one direction for long enough. It's scary to think about. And I, I think, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, I, I don't know, I, I tend to think in some regards it's good that the church is somewhat more on an, uh, under a microscope now mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. with things like uh, Hillsong and... Um, the SBC Mars Hill happening and the SBC. Yeah. I mean, you've, you've got people watching and reporting on it and, you know, even Christianity today who put out the, the Robbie Zachariah story and, and the Hillsong story, they, they had an episode of this podcast that just came on after we wrapped up the other one that talked about another organization they found out they needed to investigate and it was their own. Hmm. They said there's been reports of, of sexual misconduct within the, within Christianity today. And we're going to, do our own investigation. We've also hired a third party and then we're going to talk about, you know? Yeah. And it's like, you know, that, that, that's kind of a cool thing to see is people stepping up and saying, oh, okay, this isn't right. Then let's, let's not wash it, you know, away or try to sweep it under the rug. Let's actually address this. Yeah. Yeah. It, and it's that thing of like, accountability is, is a fearful thing, but it's also life giving. Yeah. It's it's hard to have those those open and honest conversations when they reflect poorly on on me, you know, on on us as individuals. Nobody nobody likes that. Because yeah. it doesn't feel like life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness <laughs> when it, when it's happening. I mean, it, yeah, it, it feels. Well, and, and I, I think for that reason, we've made accountability look way prettier than it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lower level of allegiance, to use yeah. Josh's words. Yeah, I mean, accountability has become, well, we meet, you know, here every now and then and talk about what we're struggling with, and that, that's good. That's a part of it, but it doesn't matter how much you talk about it if you're not willing to do the hard work of trying to do something about it, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, honestly, that's worse, because yeah. you're talking about the struggles you have, 
but you're not doing crap about it. Yeah. But you're just allowing those things to, to stay. And it's like, well, we're talking about it. We're getting there. No, I mean, we had an episode way back where we talked about iron sharpening iron. Like that's, that's not a pretty process. It's, yeah. there's nothing, you know, we use it so eloquently in our, in our language, but like, it's, man, think about what that is, you know, like mm-hmm. that's harsh. And, and that's what accountability should be. Not, not that you're being a jerk to each other, but man, you're actually acting like this is a big deal. Mm-hmm. And, when there is no accountability on a large scale, whatever that means, that's when a movement can be weaponized by the enemy. Mm-hmm. And it just leaves a door wide open for any number of things to come in. And if your allegiance is primarily to or expressed to the institution or the movement or the pastor or the theological system or the denomination or whatever, that loyalty is going to is going to supersede your discernment because mm-hmm. your discernment is only allowed to operate in certain ways and certain channels as acceptable. And beyond that, you'll be called divisive. You'll be called, yeah. you know, uh, you'll be called a heretic or <laughs> whatever the buzzword and is. That's when, that's when we start developing our own, our own truths, you know? Yeah. Well, that's, that's fine for you, but, mm-hmm. um, and I don't know. I, I it's tough because I, I do think there are people out there who are who are heretics, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the Bible warns us of that, that there will be and false prophets and people out to, to destroy you and I still think we need we need to have a conversation about what that word means and where it comes from. That's written on our uh, topic list <laughs> yeah. for those of you listening because I think it's yeah. a word that gets thrown around too easily without we know what we mean by it, but what's it supposed to mean? That's my question. Just an aside. Yeah, and and it, and, it hmm. and that's tough because I think you you still have to have the discussion of truth mm-hmm. and what is biblical truth and what are the little gray areas that are referenced in scripture where maybe someone's trying to figure something out, you know? Because mm-hmm. um, there are areas where it's like, okay, well, this may be okay for this person and this isn't for me or whatever, you know? And yeah. that's 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 fine. Um, but then there are things that are that are pretty black and white. Um, and then there's there's just things people disagree on theologically and can back up in different ways. And so is it yeah. because you disagree with me on this little thing that could be, you know, that that maybe is not as clear as we would want it to be anyway. And so there are these different different viewpoints. Does that make you a heretic? Well, no, probably not. But speaking something against scripture, you know, I would say you were probably getting pretty close to treading water in it if if we're there, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think about like the the heretic in our heads is one of the ways I've articulated to myself or the heretic in all of us, if you like, is that five years ago, I believed things that were not true or 10 years ago or whatever. And God in his grace has allowed me hopefully to mature and to learn and to grow into a fuller understanding of who he is and how he works. But I mean, there are things that I remember myself saying to people that now I'm like, Ooh, (laughs) (laughs) So even some things of like the character of God and how he works and how the Bible works and what's expected. And and those, some of those things have changed as I've matured and I've learned. So does that mean I was a heretic then? Uh, Yeah, it does. And so how are we distinguishing between the need for additional maturity and understanding and like, mate, you're just flat up out of the club. Yeah. Well, you used a good word there, mature. And and you got to look at it in light of that and, sanctification is a process right mm-hmm. like yeah y- you 
yeah, that, that, that's a whole other episode. That, <laughs> that, it it is one say. of those things. <laughs> yeah, I know we can't do it justice with this one, especially, you know, with, with the time we've got. But it, it is one of those things where I think I think you've got to look at intent. And then you, there's also got to be a thing like <sighs> with maturity. It's, it's funny because there's so many things. It's like, well, I, I, I'm with you. Like there's things I said and did and I meant well. But, I mean, I just didn't know. And quite mm-hmm. frankly, there were times and, and are times in my life where I'm just not in the word enough to probably be able to confidently say what I say, mm. you know, and Ouch. when you, so it, it's, yeah. And that, that's a tough realization where it's like, well, well, crap, then maybe, you know, if I'm just ignoring what's there, that's clearly been given to us. That That's an issue as well. It is. It's one thing to plead the fifth and be like, well, I didn't know. Now I know. Okay, and then once you know, well, that that's a whole other story. Mm-hmm. But if you if there's stuff there and you're just not spending time in the Word, well, that says a whole lot. And I, I think it relates to where this conversation started because some some of the stuff in this documentary is just like there is no universe in which this is okay. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, it, it just isn't. And then there are other things where it's like, well, if the only parts of the Bible you go near. Or the only or or the only parts that are taught to you by your faith community are these. I could see how you would think that. Mm-hmm. I, I think community keeps coming up, and I think that is such a big part of it. You know, what are you really looking for in community? And if it's looking for things to be how you want them and to be insulated from the rest of the world, you, you're going to end up with shiny happy people. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Um, with, with situations like that. Yeah. That's not what we're here for. Mm-hmm. And, and again, it's tough for me because every fiber in my body wants to protect my kids and to keep them away from things that I know are harmful. Yeah. I can't do it. I'm not going to be able to. I can try. I can do it for a little while. But guess what? There's a point when my kids are going to be 18. And because I, I don't want my kids living in my basement, right? Like that's not my goal. Um, <laughs> yeah. I say that now, but I know that would not be good for them to, to grow up like that. Yeah. Because uh, I'll joke with them. I'm like, we aren't going to leave home. You know, you can get married at 35 and then It'll you be know, fine, maybe yeah. y'all can come live here for a little while. And <laughs> when I see he's all right at 50, you can move out. But but no, that that's not what I want. Like, that's a joke and very exaggerated for the point of making them laugh. But I want my kids to grow up and to leave home as adults who follow Christ not on this journey to figure out what everything is. Hmm. And and that's what it's so easy to do is to try and insulate our kids from everything to the point where they leave. And and it's like, man, what is this? Or to let everything happen and then they, they leave babies because they've not really learned anything about yeah. this world. It's just been, here, take it all, you know? And, and man, like I, some of the circles I was in when I was younger, I saw that happen to so many yeah. people around me that when they got a taste of what the wider world was like, they never looked back. And I don't, not yeah. in a good way. That yeah. if you're yeah. not, if your community is so entrenched that you don't know what the world looks like beyond your walls, if you ever get out, we talked about this in the uh, entrenched, deconstruct, and disengage episodes, but just if you don't equip them to handle it, then they're not going to be able to. And they, yeah. their faith may get shipwrecked as a result of it. Yeah, and there's just so many things out there competing. You know, we talk about the things we're okay with, so we ignore. I mean, <sighs> it's such a tough thing to talk about in some ways. But when you look at everything the world's trying to give us and teach us is our desire, I think if we were all in communities that we should be in, we would start addressing things 
like family dynamics, materialism, um, seeking our own prosperity to the point where we kind of don't care about anyone else. Like these are things that are rampant in the church, but we ignore. Mm. John Foreman has what? What is the song that patron saint of rock and roll that talks about? Yeah, can't even remember it. I wish I could. Um, I'm just gonna look it up real quick. Here we go. There's a park downtown where the homeless get ignored, where the church next door is a crowd singing "Blessed Are the Poor," where the Mercedes drive away muttering "Druggies, drunks, and whores," where the bumper sticker displays "My co-pilot is the Lord." And it's like, I mean, that is an issue that I, I can almost positively say you're going to see in most churches to some extent. Yeah. And it's easy to let slide because we'll, we do a little bit of good with our money or we do a little bit of good with our time or we, um, and th- this is not me like talking to people. This is me too. Like there have been things I've been concerned about before and people are like, no man, you're, you don't need to worry about that. I mean, that's not, that's not excessive, but the problem is all of us have an excessive to someone. Someone's looking at us saying, mm-hmm. yeah, that seems a little excessive if they're really a follower of Christ. And um, I've been hard on Dave Ramsey before for that, right? And not that I think he's a bad dude. I think he's smart. I think he's been great with his money. Um, so let me let me say that it came up in a conversation I had with someone the other day. Yep. And I'm like, I don't like the dude. I like him. I've got a book right over here by him somewhere um, that I've read. But <laughs> I just I think that we are so otherly focused on our savior that sometimes we uh the community we're in is not trying to pull us to that because we all want that to some extent and so we're always looking to identify through something other than christ yeah and we we love nothing better than to identify with something that looks kind of like him but isn't him yeah because he doesn't you know he doesn't let you let you off the hook in that way you know he says things like Take up your cross and follow me and die to yourself and <laughs> all this unfun stuff. And, you know, yeah. can can I have like 50% of that and then the rest other things that are, are more enjoyable for me? I'll die to myself on Monday through Thursday. Mm. And then it's all me. Yeah, Sunday, Sunday through Wednesday. Yeah. Then we get the church days. But Thursday <laughs> through Saturday are mine. Yeah. I, and I'll, I don't know. I'll, I, I'll die to myself in public. Right. It's a whole other podcast episode, too. It is. It is, man. <laughs> like the joke about the Baptists won't look at each other in the liquor store. <laughs> um, no, I... I... You know, it, it, here's the thing, man, to, to try and bring it back. I don't know if there's any bringing this back. I know there is. Just, just wait for it. <laughs> okay. Like, the, 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 the name of this documentary is Shiny Happy People, and the reality is that's all any of us are. Yeah. Is that we have the veneer of of who we choose to present to the world and then there's the reality of what we've what we've been saved from if we belong to Christ and that the the only hope that we have is that his goodness covers that stuff and that we will end up back in that cesspool as quick as we can get ourselves there, were it not for his spirit walking beside us and moving and speaking through the people around us that, that care for us. Like that's any one of us could have been on that screen. And I don't think that's a reality that we want to confront. I think it feels better to watch it happen to somebody else and to, whether we say it or not to think, thank God I'm not like those people, but we are, we are those people. Yeah. And I mean, I, I've even had a little like real-time conviction here as we've been uh, 
been recording this, you know, it's been easy for me to say things like, and we've talked about it. Well, I've only got so many years, this many years left with my kids. And so I want to do things that are um, going to help us grow closer and teach them and, and not not waste all this time or money on other things. And I think likewise, we've only got so much time on this world. Mm. And the more time we spend pursuing the things that we want, it, it, it's pretty well related to the more time we're spending away from the things Christ is asking us to do for him and what he's asking us to show and reflect to the world. Um, can't do that if you're seeking your own fulfillment, you know, if you're seeking it elsewhere outside of Christ, right? I mean, that, yeah. that's where we're supposed to seek happiness, and that's why you've got so many people who and are making millions and um, have all the things everyone else wants, but if you sit down and talk with them, they're probably not the happiest of people. Mm-hmm. Um because it's just like, well, if I can do this and X, Y, Z, and so they work their, their fingers to the bone, losing time with their kids to, to gain what, you know? Um, I don't know. Something to think about. There's a line in a Lacey Sturm song. Lacey Sturm song. There's too many S's. Uh, <laughs> Deliverance is mine from all this beauty that will rot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, pre- that's pretty good. Yep. And and we're told that, right? Mm-hmm. Build up your treasures in heaven. You know, all this other stuff's going to go away. It's going to be destroyed. Oh, you don't think he really means that, do you? That's right. My truth <laughs> is that. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> oh, man. But I think there's something to that. The more and more we get to looking for our truths, then you just got to start throwing out things that... I disagree with that from the Bible. Mm-hmm. And to that point, and to your point earlier, I mean, does that not make us a heretic? Whoops. <laughs> so maybe we are. All right. Well, that's going to be it for episode 34 of the podcast. We thank you for listening and for having grace with us as we have these conversations and try to, to figure things out. We know not everybody may agree with us and we at times don't necessarily agree um with everything so we do just appreciate that and you know really the the important thing is having the conversations and and building the community to be able to to talk through difficult things and and to be corrected when we need to be so we're not just allowing ourselves to go on living with our truth or whatever you want to call it Taylor, where can they find us if they want to tell us how badly they disagree? <laughs> well, Ryan, there are a few places on the internet where they could find us. And I'm gonna Taylor's give you, number is... I'm going to give you Ryan's address. <laughs> now, uh, if you want to shoot us an email, it's unbetweenpodcast at gmail.com. We are on Twitter, at unbetweenpod, because they wouldn't let us do the full number of characters there. And then we're on Instagram and Facebook, at unbetweenpodcast. And we would really love to hear from you. And if there's... A guest or a topic that you'd like us to hit on, then please let us know. We'll be happy to consider it. And that's it. Consider. Are you going to say no? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I am. But Go uh, on and send it anyway so he can get the joy of saying no. Well, you can hold me accountable when I say no. <laughs> Deal. Thanks, y'all. See you next time. Oh, I forgot to hit record. What is the matter with you? (laughs)